Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas and today I want to finish off with one more rant (laughs) before I get back into some more cognitive, fun, nutrition kind of stuff. Um, So bear with me. This will be the last one for a little bit unless you like it. If you can, please be sure to leave me a rating and review. I love hearing what you guys are thinking. And also please do subscribe. It helps me out a whole lot. It really does help me grow the channel. You know I'm out here trying to stop the spread of nutrition BS and specifically looking at the realm of nutrition for mental performance. So what am I going to rant to you about today? (laughs) I think this is the biggest problem with nutrition science literature, honestly. I love science. You know I come from a research background. I rely on it quite heavily. But there is a huge, huge, huge issue with the way that research is conducted today in nutrition. And this means that it is really hard to trust the science, okay, because of this glaring issue. (laughs) Um, It's really hard to pull meaningful results, and everybody is doing it this way. So what am I talking about? In science, you need a control group, okay? And so let's define some basic terms here. If you develop some new supplement, you want to test it on people, right? You want to see if it works. And so you might think, okay, well, I'm going to give the supplement to people and I'm going to see if it works. Now, in, in research, that is a, it's not necessarily a flawed design. That is a type of research study that you can do is if you compare to, say, yourself at time A before you have taken any of the supplement, you compare that to time B after you've been on the supplement for a long time, then maybe you will have improved. Maybe you won't have. But there's so many other variables that happen across time. And if you saw an improvement, it could be related to the supplement, or it could just be a function of your state at time B in comparison to time A. So what we do to remove this problem is we introduce what's called a control group. And so a control group is essentially given a placebo, or sometimes it's given a standard treatment or something like that. But typically it is so that when you compare these two groups, everything is the same between the two. Okay, everything is the same between these two groups. The only thing that's different is the actual treatment. So for example, if you're doing a research on a supplement that you designed, you might have half of the participants get actual treatment, get your actual supplement, and half of the people get a placebo capsule. And so now, All the people in the placebo group, they're getting all the same testing procedures done. They're taking a pill at the exact same time as people with the real supplement are taking. They're doing everything identical. And now the only thing that's different between the two is whether or not they're taking supplement or placebo. And so when you do it this way, you're able to quite confidently say that the results that we saw are related to the supplement, okay? And they are not related to anything else. And in the nutrition world, 
it's very common for someone to want to enroll in a research study because they want to kickstart their nutrition journey. Okay, they want to kickstart their health journey. Um, it's very common for people who are trying to experiment with a new diet to also do other stuff related to their health. So they might say, okay, hey, I want to start this supplement. I want to start this new diet. I'm going to do that. And I'm also going to start exercising. I'm also going to start drinking more water. I'm also going to start taking my sleep more seriously. I'm also going to, you know, start meditating five minutes a day. You know, they do all these other things. And then they're like, wow, the diet was amazing. It was the best thing that's ever happened to me. And it's like, okay, well, you don't know if it was because you just started sleeping more. You don't know if it was because you started exercising. It could be related to those other factors. And in fact, uh, you know, all those other factors have been shown to help. So why am I talking to you about all this stuff? In nutrition research, the controlled diet that they use is frequently the standard Western diet. Okay. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the standard Western diet. <laughs> the standard Western diet is trash. Okay. The standard Western diet is causing, you know, 70% of Americans to be obese. Uh, it's causing all sorts of things like cancer, heart disease, <laughs> dementia, like literally all the, the problems of chronic disease that are preventable that you see in America, those are largely a function of the standard Western diet. Okay, so the standard Western diet is straight trash. And when you use that as a control group, okay, that is what you're comparing against, then what that means is literally anything, anything, anything that you compare to the standard Western diet is going to show an improvement, okay? I could give you a jar of dirt and have you eat that, and that would show improvements versus the standard Western diet, okay? <laughs> so it's hilarious to me. Um, people who say, that they had improvements on so-and-so diet and it's the best diet ever. And it's like, okay, well, no, it's just better than the trash you were doing before. It doesn't mean it's the best diet ever. It just means it was better than the trash that you were doing before. And, you know, to a certain extent, there's no problem with that, right? If you have success with a diet, I don't care what the diet is. I want you to be successful. I want you to be healthy. I want you to have improvements in brain performance. I want you to have all these things. And whatever you find works, if it's better than what you were doing before, then you have taken a step in the right direction. And I love that, okay? But that does not mean that your diet is optimal. And so with nutrition science, it's very hard to tease apart what is actually optimal and what is simply better than the trash diet that is the standard Western diet. And this is not unique to America, okay? We see that anywhere, any country, that starts implementing more of a Western diet, they start seeing rises in obesity, rises in chronic illnesses, all these kind of things. And so another alternative is to compare to standard government guidelines. This is what a lot of researchers have opted to do instead of the standard Western diet is they'll say, okay, we're going to follow as our control group the prescribed United States government recommendations. Now, the problem with this is this creates an inconsistency in the literature because government guidelines for nutrition change all the time. So for those of you who remember, uh, we had the old school food pyramid back in the day, right? And then we had the weird looking food pyramid. And then now we have the MyPlate, okay? So we've had three different government guidelines in the span of, you know, a couple decades. 
And so if you're trying to compare whether or not a diet is good and you're referencing literature from 20 years ago versus 10 years ago versus five years ago, those results aren't going to be comparable to each other anymore because the government guidelines have changed over the time. And what's even worse is that different governments have different guidelines. So comparing to Canada, comparing to Europe, comparing to Australia, all these things don't really work out too well because our control groups are all quite different. So basically, it's, it's extremely difficult to tease out if the results are meaningful or not. And what I'm waiting to see, which I think would be quite interesting, and you do see some small trials that, that uh, do this, is let's compare well-known healthy, you know, air quotes, well-known healthy good diets with each other on different metrics. And let's stop comparing to trash diets, <laughs> okay? Let's stop comparing to these diets that are obviously going to be um, inferior and will obviously cause you to see significant improvements. Um, this is almost like a marketing ploy, okay? Because usually a lot of this research, <laughs> a lot of this research gets funded, right, by people who have vested financial interests in these diets. So what do they do in order to make it so that way their diet looks amazing? They just throw it up against trash, okay? That's classic marketing ploy 101 and that's how they can bias the researchers so i want to see more research studies done where they're comparing good diets to other good diets and then we can really start to tease apart hey what's good for physical fitness hey what's good for mental fitness hey what's good for literally any metric that you can think of so that's that's what i wanted to talk about today just it's very difficult to assess whether a diet is good or not based off of the literature currently okay when you go back and look at that literature make sure it's not compared to a standard western diet because if it is well no surprise there like i said literally anything is going to be better than a standard western diet <laughs> and so the question always becomes hey your diet might have made you better than what you were yesterday that's amazing hats off to you you made steps in the right direction, but is it optimal? And so keep looking for optimal. Don't think you've landed on it and just keep trying to get better. So with that, I will stop talking about uh, nutrition science literature and my rants uh, on, on that. Um, I have a couple other areas that I feel like I could talk about, but I feel like this one was one of the most important ones to cover. Um, a lot of nutrition professionals get this aspect wrong and they get bamboozled by these research studies. So anyway, let me know what you thought of this episode. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, uh, I read 100% of what you send me. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.